KJNBB button. Hello, Brandon. Hi, KJ. Hi, button. <laughs> hi, you button. Fake. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to an extra special KJ and BB podcast episode. Why is it so special? Because we are finally going to be discussing you, KJ, Kevin <gasps> John. It's all about you. Yay! <laughs> when is it not? <laughs> it's, oh. I'm joking. This, okay. This is a joke. Okay, I just can't make those kinds of jokes with you. Yeah. My B. No, not on my podcast. Um... Today we will be covering Kevin's American Idol journey. We I'm just have a surprise. I had no idea we were going to be talking about this. Oh my god! Get ready, folks. This is an exclusive. This is the first. We are. I'm breaking the silence. Grateful to be the first outlet mm-hmm. covering this story. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there were so many hands reaching into the pot trying to get Kevin's. You know. First mm-hmm. look, and here we are on KJ and BB podcast in good old Antioch, Tennessee, mm-hmm. getting the scoop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know what your first question is Were you silenced or were you silenced? And I was silenced by the voice gods. The voice gods <laughs> snatched his voice straight from his throat. <laughs> Ursula snatched Ursula. his voice and was like, You will not sing. Actually, I have a conspiracy. I have a couple conspiracies. Oh, okay. So, um, here's I and I, I think we should start doing this before every episode, okay. period. But this is our disclaimer. We suggest that you are 18 years or older when listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. There may be use of profanity. Always. There will always be use of <laughs> profanity, um, and we know we have a bunch of little baby, little BB fans, little so don't listen to this if your parents did not give you permission to listen to profanity. For my little BBs, you can be a fan on our Facebook pages. That's kind of where I would lead you to. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into Let's it. Get into okay, it. so covering all things. Uh, am I allowed to say the show name? Yeah, American Idol, baby. Covering all things American Idol, Kevin, let's take it from the very beginning, but like an abridged beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, you like to get. Thank you so much for having me, BB. Um, yes. It's oh so nice God. of you. Uh, of to, course. You're welcome. Um, thank you for bringing out the fact that I am long-winded. Uh, so I'll be mindful of that. Of course. In my just, interview today. I mean, it's really just for the sake of like keeping the viewer entertain like uh-huh. keeping the viewer focused sounds like you're not. rambling okay so We're, let's start so at the Kevin, very beginning give me give it to me from the top american idol what what like what caused this have you always wanted to be on american idol well yes i did always want to be on american idol <laughs> mind you when, i know all the answers <laughs> to all of these so fun fact brandon also is part of the american idol journey so we'll get there when we get there um but and so literally he had to hear me do a million different interviews so he knows everything american idol so I started watching American Idol when I was eight years old. It was season three, and the first episode I watched was the wild card episode. Jennifer Hudson sang "I I Believe in Miracles" by Whitney. No, wait, what's the name of the song? By Whitney Houston. Um, you were barking up the I wrong believe tree. Believe in miracles, and you are a miracle. One thing about Kevin is he will sing the song. Rather than being like, what's that song? I believe in miracles. He'll be like, I believe in miracles. That's good. That was um, good. <laughs> so I fell in love with Jennifer Hudson so hardcore. We watched American Idol every week as a family. I would vote, vote, vote. I'd be on the phone voting nonstop. Well, then around a couple of weeks later, Jennifer Hudson got eliminated. I, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't stop crying. I was so upset. I was mad at Fantasia Barino. Fantasia did nothing wrong, uh, but I was mad. I was so upset. I was so hurt. I truly believe that I manifested Jennifer Hudson's career that she has now because I wanted the world for her, and she truly is has taken over the world. Um, so I fell in love with Jennifer Hudson, and I wanted to be on American Idol from that moment on. Then, oh, sorry, Brent. This episode is brought to you by Trolley Sour Bite Crawlers. Trolley. Trolley? How do you know? It's not Trolley. T R O L L I. Why would it not be Troll? Like, how do you spell Troll? T 
T-R-O-L-L. Go ahead. Trolley or troll? Very berry. Um, naturally and artificially flavored. So I fell in love with Jennifer Hudson. I wanted to be on American Idol ever since then. I'm singing. I did talent shows. And everybody who knew me knew I wanted to be on American Idol. They knew that was my dream. So when I turned 16 years old, I got in line in New Jersey at the a big old stadium with my mom. We camped out overnight. And I finally got my turn. Cheryl camped out overnight with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were sitting there on a little lawn chair, eating packets of honey. Um, Honey? Yeah, because it's good for your voice. (laughs) Cheryl's like, here, drink this. (laughs) And so finally, it got to my turn. And um, then, mind you, this is like literally 28 hours later since we started waiting in line. Now, for those of you that don't know... If you've, for those of you that have never auditioned for mm-hmm. like a show mm-hmm. like this, like American Idol, say so you think you can dance. <laughs> oh, did you want to tell your story? No, I'm just saying. I'm just letting the audience know. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you did have to get up and like camp out in these lines uh-huh. that stretched throughout the city, yep. and you would wait there for hours upon hours and. Film crews would come and like film, like look at all these people coming out to audition for American Idol, and it was a mixture of yeah. like singers, people who think they can sing, and people who just like are not singers at all. Uh-huh. Like it was people who just wanted to be on TV yeah. for American Idol. Back in the day, it was like this, and you would come in and you would get divided. Now I don't know how it was for American Idol, but you would get divided into groups. And you would have to go into like stages, maybe, or different. No, no, American Idol. Literally, that's even more attention to detail than American Idol was back in the day. What was it? So literally, it was twenty-four thousand people in a stadium, mm-hmm. and literally there was probably twenty tables set up with like a casting producer, probably the lowest of the low of people in charge. And they would bring you up in groups of, like, I think there was probably, like, ten of us. And so you'd... they would split you into groups. Go ahead. <laughs> and you'd stand in this line, and one at a time you'd step forward and you'd sing your song. Now, so you would go through stages okay. of the audition process. Okay, okay. Which is what I was getting to. <laughs> you don't, you, it's... Oprah. Like you see on sorry, TV. I, I just sorry. Is oh, I thought I was. I agreed to do this interview with Oprah. Okay. Funny, funny. That was a bit, and it, it didn't land. It didn't land for you, anyway. But someone that home. So like, like, <laughs> like I was saying, you get divided into groups, and then you have to go through these stages of kind of like pre-auditioning in front of yes. producers before you ever even make, make it, it to what would be the judges' room. Mm-hmm. Or the stage. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. Was yes. Back in the day, it was like that. Yeah. Nowadays, it's different, which we'll get to in yeah. a minute. But back to your... So I get up, and it's finally my turn. And this is what I sang for my... Fr- I dreamed of this moment forever. I'm finally 16 years old. I can be on American Idol. And this is what I sang. I've been spending way too long checking my... And that's when I got cut off. That is the amount of music I got to sing. It's all it takes. It's it true now. Back in the day. Now I do know that that is all it takes. But as a sixteen-year-old who idolized the show, who wanted nothing more than to be on American Idol, you must have been crushed. I was devastated. I'd never felt more hurt, more betrayed, more upset. And this is a show I would watch every single week. I was invested. I would tell people to watch. I'd talk about it with everybody. And my dream literally just got crumbled in my face. And that was a hard blow at 16 years old. And I literally stopped watching American Idol from that day on. I couldn't watch it. I was too hurt by what happened. And honestly, from that moment on, I never thought of auditioning for American Idol again. A couple years later, I auditioned for the first season of The X Factor. Um, The X Factor? (laughs) um, And that was because Simon Cowell had left American Idol and now is doing X Factor. And for that one, same thing, waited in line and 24,000 people in a stadium. 
finally got my turn. That one was in this closed off tiny little booth and it was just you and a producer. So they took more time to listen to everybody, but you were sitting there all day. And for that one, I ended up making it past that first cattle call round. Then I made it past the second round of producers and I made it to the third round of producers, which was like a whole room of people. They filmed it and I was of the people that were waiting to hear if you were going to be on the show or not. Um, so, so explain to the viewer who doesn't know the terminology, cattle call. Cattle call essentially means like massive numbers of people. So if they're, it's open to everybody. The goal is to see as many people as possible to find that one diamond in the rough. And so through my life and career now, I've learned what you have to do to be able to stand out in five seconds because truly the person behind the table is going to make up their mind about you in five seconds. That's the moment you walk in. It's done. So American Idol cut in a couple seconds and then at 18 I did X Factor and got cut after um the third the round before Thank you for sharing Kevin but this two. is not the X Factor podcast this all that's the a, American Idol podcast All that to say I didn't have any desire to do a music competition show after that so you completely erased it from your mind yep. which understandably so once again rejection is if hard If you rejection is hard but especially if you are a performer once you learn the behind the scenes mm-hmm. of what actually happens in your career, the first time you ever learn it, your mindset completely shifts. Yeah. And actually, to relate it to, actually, actually, actually. actually. to relate it to more of like a noob, <laughs> noob, newbie, more of like a non performer, just like your average person kind of way of thinking or understanding Mm -hmm. it would be as if it would be the first time a child sees the behind the backside of disney world or disneyland yes yes. and and you realize oh this castle's not real or oh that's not a real snow mountain Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then like your perception of what disney world is is now shifted for the rest of your life yeah because now you know it's just one big prop yeah yeah so same thing the, the with illusion, these TV yeah. shows, the illusion of American Idol for Kevin, it yeah, was ruined. Well, and and it's it, it's exactly that. It was so because now me as someone whose dream was crushed, and I, now I've realized, wait, all those terrible singers who are doing a joke and a gimmick that get the chance to audition in front of the judges, people have to approve that. Like multiple producers have to say, yep, you're going to the next round. Someone who cannot sing, someone who doesn't even want to sing, who is there to be on TV, gets those opportunities. My illusion of what the show was was completely shattered. Um, but literally, what a blessing. And this is what I can say to any form of rejection. Rejection will fuel you in the direction that you're meant to go. I wanted to be on American Idol so I could be a singer. But because I didn't get on American Idol, I did get the opportunity to go and become a professional singer. I went to college. I worked on cruise ships. I performed in regional theater across the country. I became a professional actor, professional singer. I've gotten so much life experience, and I also got to find myself. I got to become who I am as a person and didn't have to do that in the limelight of a TV show, in the parallel universe where I made it at 16 years old. That was a very different Kevin John than the Kevin John I am today. So all that to say, here we are in Tennessee. I'm 28 years old. Me and Brandon are at the gym working out. And I am distracted and I'm scrolling on Facebook and I'm just scrolling along on Facebook and an ad pops up that's like, do you want to audition for American Idol? And I saw it and I just like kept scrolling right past it. Wait, Wait side note real quick, yeah. <laughs> just because I'm like, this is so funny. You were like, I was at the gym distracted and I was scrolling on Facebook and I was scrolling along Facebook and I, I was hoping you would have been like, and I found this Facebook or I found this like ad mm-hmm. while scrolling on Facebook because like you just kept repeating. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. <gasps> Crazy. Okay, anyways, back to what so, I literally went far down and all of a sudden something came into my brain that was like, you're supposed to click on that link for American Idol. So I f- scrolled all the way back up to find it, 
found the ad, signed up. There was a virtual audition the next day. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to audition for American Idol tomorrow. So the next day, Brandon was like, okay, we got to do blah, blah, blah. And I was like, actually, we can't do that because I have... Now, actually, oh, okay. before we get to this, yeah. so viewer, keep in mind, we've started a story. We, we've started to now dive into the story of America, of Kevin's American Idol journey, mm-hmm. 2022, 2023. Mm-hmm. But before that and after American Idol and X Factor, Kevin also partook... Partook? Mm-hmm. Kevin also participated in a online sing, singing, singing song songwriting competition. <laughs> I don't know. The I, shot. It was called the shot. Um, U.S. versus Canada. Yes, I. Um, I and so in tell third us place. a little bit about that. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of like by accident. Someone had reached out to me on Instagram about being a part of this competition. And I found myself in an audition that I didn't know was an audition. I thought it was like someone going to explain to me what was going on. They're like, congratulations, you're on the show. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know what I was auditioning for. So I found myself as a contestant on the shot. And there was about 16 contestants. And every week we got together on Zoom and had to write a song. So we wrote a diff- uh, with different genres, categories, themes. And every week someone was eliminated. And this was kind of like as I'm starting as a songwriter. And so it was actually a really great experience to be writing every week and have time restraints and uh, goals to accomplish. And I ended up making it to the finale of that show. So I finished in third place on Canada versus U.S. um, and made some good friends from that. But yeah. So that's something I did every week from my living room. So now I'm no stranger to singing in my living room at this point. So fast forward, you've done the scrolling on Facebook. You found this audition for American Idol. You've applied for it. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. So I'm in my orange shirt that I wore on for the initial audition. And I literally was wearing Baby Yoda pajama pants and Baby Yoda slippers. And I'm just chilling in the living room. And I went, I was going, when I went into the bathroom, I was like, I would look in the mirror and be like, you're the next American Idol. Hey, Kevin John, you're the next American Idol. I was manifesting. I was just like living in the moment. And so my first, uh, so now producer pops up and we just start talking and already I'm like, oh, she's like loving my vibe. And we start talking about what I do for work, um, who I am, my partner, and I sing um, a song for her. I sing Suspicious Minds. And she asked me to sing her another song. And I sing a country song that I don't love. <laughs> and she was like, all right, stick around. I want you to go to the next round and talk to us, like some more producers. What was the country song you sang? It was Tequila by Dan and Shay. Um, and I sang that because that was a song that I was currently singing every week at um, the job we used to work. And so now I'm in the next room of producers and it's her, same producer and somebody else. And they just asked me some, the same kind of questions. I'm like, oh gosh, I made it to the next round of this thing. So essentially like when I camped out overnight with 24,000 people, um, now I was doing that all from my living room. So I made it through the second round. And then in the third round, there was like four different producers find out that the producers in that room actually are the like top producers of the show. Learned that later when I got to Hollywood and everything. Um, Now this is where the times have changed. mm -hmm. You now you aren't in a tech, even like a virtual room. Yeah. You're not with 24,000 people because now it has become a more selective process yes. of we want singers, mm-hmm. not just your average Joe Schmo. Yeah. And then from there, moving forward, if you're cut, it's because there are better singers than you, mm-hmm. not because you're not a good singer. Yes. There are better or politics. Politics. Which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, so... All that to say, they were very interested in the job that I had at that time. Um, 
they found it really fascinating and interesting and such a parallel to who, what my personality was. Um, so all that to say, I sing Suspicious Minds for them and then I sing Tequila again for them. And the one producer is like, oh, Kevin, so how do you feel about auditioning for Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and Luke Bryan in Nashville, Tennessee? And I was like, oh, seriously? She was like, yeah. I was like, um, yeah, totally down. Absolutely free. Just uh, let me know when. And I was like, this is crazy that I did this like in my pajama pants. And they're like, what? You're wearing pajama pants? And I was like, yes, here's my pajama pants. And I pulled up my, <laughs> they were just, ha, ha, ha. So it was honestly crazy. And Brandon's in the other room and he like opens up the door because he was annoyed. And the funniest thing is Brandon was annoyed that I was doing this. He was like, we had things to do. And Brandon's literally like, mouth jaw to the floor and he's like did you make it and i was like brandon i'm gonna be on american idol we jumped for joy we were <laughs> screaming boy if only we knew <laughs> <laughs> so now i had about like a month until uh my actual audition in nashville in front of the judges so all those processes before of the multiple rounds, I did all those rounds. The next thing that I was doing was the filmed audition in front of the judges in Nashville, Tennessee. Amazing. So, yes, just like back in the day, you would have to do multiple rounds in front of different producers and spend mm -hmm. hours mm -hmm. in a stadium or a convention hall. Mm -hmm before you would even be thought about making it in front of the actual celebrity judges. Mm -hmm. Kevin did it straight from his living room. <laughs> and pretty much because nowadays it is either you're, you're applying for it online or you're being scouted yes. by oh. producers. So, and I, so I would say maybe 50 to 70% of the people at the live auditions were scouted. Were scouted. And that is, I mean, we're living in the digital age. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's, that's what people are doing nowadays. Yep. They see something they like of you on the social medias mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, this part, we need this person. Yep. 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 They do a complete character study of you mm -hmm. on how you post, what you post mm -hmm. and determine whether or not it is you're a great singer or you look like you could have an inspiring story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very FBI. Oh, yes. It's very FBI. And one thing I learned, I don't think American Idol left a single stone unturned. Um, so all that to say, um, told my job, hey, we're going to be on American Idol. My job was like, yippee, yay. This is huge. So exciting and amazing. We're so stinking thrilled. I'm like, yes, ah, amazing. So what we were going to do, my plan from the producer. So this is what my producer had talked to me about was they wanted music to start playing. And for myself, Brandon, and a friend of ours, Shamira, to run into the room and start dancing choreography from the show that we were, we were a part of. That was the game plan. And then it would go into my song and I would sing. I say all that to say that's what was supposed to happen because now it's time for filming. And I get there for my first day of interviews. I do a whole sit-down interview where I tell my story. Now, mind you, viewer at home, I, the know-it-all that I am, <laughs> was very already against this yes. idea because I, know, I am and have been an avid reality TV watcher. I love reality TV, it's my favorite thing to watch. And I knew, I was like, this feels like a setup. This yeah. feels like you are a gimmick. This mm -hmm. doesn't feel like they care really whether or not you can mm -hmm. sing. They just clearly now are, look, we are coming to Nashville, Tennessee, mm -hmm. home of country music, home of rock mm -hmm. music, and we have this bit where you're going to mm -hmm. dress up like a cowboy and have two other cowboys with you doing mm -hmm. co like 
cowboy western yeehaw dancing mm-hmm. and it's going to look funny but it's also going to fit the bill of us mm-hmm. being here in nashville mm-hmm. the cowboys really turn it up uh-huh. and i've watched enough tv to know this yep. is exactly how it was going to go so i was already feeling very like eh, i don't know if this is the route like i feel like it's taking away from the talent that kevin actually is he's not just a gimmick mm-hmm. he's not a gimmick at all actually he yeah. is a phenomenal singer yeah. and I I was just worried about mm-hmm. this period. Yeah. So, literally, I did my first big interview. Then I had a couple hours. And then we had um, my first vocal rehearsal. And between that interview and the vocal rehearsal, I received an email. Brandon and uh, Shamira all also received the same email that we were uh, let go from the job that we were working. So, I get this email, and I go into my vocal rehearsal, and they're like, Hey, Kevin, how are you? And I'm like, bad. I'm really bad. I'm actually doing terrible. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I literally just uh, got fired from my job. And I was like, so I like need this audition to go well now more than ever. And I sang Suspicious Minds again. And it really became this brand new version of the song. Uh, the lyrics took new meaning. The emotional attachment was different. And I literally started crying in this vocal rehearsal. And the music director, she was so sweet. She was like, "That's that was amazing. She was like, literally, that's your, that's your job's loss. She was like, you are so talented. You are so so incredible and you're clearly an artist um and she was so stinking sweet and the piano player was so great it was this wonderful little moment then i go to my producer and i'm like hey um so change of plans we can't do the the dance now once again explain for the viewer at home who doesn't Mm -hmm. know how tv works Mm -hmm. what a story producer is so your story producer essentially is somebody who has taken the reins on your story so their job is to interview you and ask you the questions and have you talk about the things that most clearly tell your story so if your story is uh for example ian tongi who was on the show his dad had passed away and his dad was someone who inspired him to get into music um, and it was really important to him while tongi might not want to talk about that all the time he might usually probably doesn't talk about it all the time your story producer is the one who's kind of there to make you be like hey um Katy perry make sure you ask tongi about his family and make sure you ask um about his dad in particular so that way these moments can be created so my story producer was really like "Uh, well can we still do the dance i was like uh no i don't work for the company anymore and she was like, well, uh, can we make up new choreography? And it became clear to me that it was more important for them to have this dance moment than this bit, this bit, it it this gimmick, rather than me as a performer. So that was and any uh, speculation I had, I was like, oh, oh, OK. I threw a wrench into the plan that they had for me, what they wanted me to do. Um, so that was like a ooh, frustrating moment. And she was like, well, can we come up with a new dance? And I was like, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a singer. I'm not a dancer. And I don't want to make up new choreography and do it on the spot on primetime TV in the moment. I was like, I think it'd be best for me to go in the room and just sing from my heart. <laughs> And she was less excited about that, <laughs> um, which rightfully so. I she I was clearly very excited for this gimmick to happen on TV. So now um, they ended up pushing me to the last day of auditions because of all these changes, um, and that's kind of where Brandon came into the picture as my plus one. So Brandon came with me uh, to. Were you there? You were there the day before my audition, right? But we didn't do any interviews that day, did we? No, we just had to go, like, um, take a COVID test. Mm-hmm. You Be had to pick up paperwork. 
No, this was a separate day. Gotcha. We, I wasn't a background oh, actor gotcha, that gotcha. day. Yeah. It was literally just to take a COVID test. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this was honestly, the, the days leading up to my audition were probably the most, one of the, some of the hardest days of my life. Um, I had this giant, amazing opportunity in front of me. And I had lost my job. We lost any form of income. We lost any security that we might have had. We just adopted our dog. We um, just moved into a new apartment. We were told we were going to be at this job for the next year. So uh, we had no other plans of the future. And now I have this American Idol audition where it was clear to them. It became clear to me that what they wanted me to do was to come and dance, not to come and sing. And it was really, really such a mind fuck. And so we get there. The So for those of you that also don't know at home, mm-hmm. this is all a very, for you, the auditionee, mm-hmm. play it by ear type of process. Yeah. Kevin does not know truly when he will be auditioning. Yeah. But we have to spend all day day. there kind of like on this like fake hold Mm -hmm. of just in case (laughs) which Um, is funny because they had the order very well established they knew where everyone was going i think but that's why but that's why i said for the auditionee Mm -hmm. it's a play it by ear oh yeah they production knows it 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 is a very well oiled machine Mm -hmm. how everything flows and works once you realize Mm -hmm. it and I, it's so funny. I f- realized I was the seventh person to go that day because I just so happened to be walking down the hallway and I saw a sheet with all all these faces on it. I saw my face because I was wearing bright orange. So I saw the picture of me in the orange and I was on the first row of people. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to be going pretty soon. That was just speculation, but I ended up being right. So we had a new producer this day. And he was interviewing me and Brandon. Um, so you look so short with your, because you're on the little stool. <laughs> um, so this day, they took me and Brandon. We're sitting in the holding room and they ask you a bunch of questions and they have you talk and what it means for you to be on the show. Um, now, the holding room is basically this like, lounge type mm-hmm. space on a specific floor of the hotel um that they were holding audition they were holding the auditions in a hotel um and there's like a patio mm-hmm. it's there's like a bar so there's like all these different like moments for them to create scenes mm-hmm. yeah and throughout the day and even the day prior that we were there you kind of see Everyone doing like their interviews, the different stories. Mm-hmm. They had like a cheerleader girl mm-hmm. who they made like they made her go outside and do toe touches. And then they brought her in and made her teach a cheer uh-huh. to other people auditioning. Uh-huh. And they were like, do this cheer with this girl. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so they made her do it outside. It was 30 degrees. It I don't even so think cold. they ended up airing any of no, it. No, she didn't get any airtime either. Um. And so this poor girl, once again, mm-hmm. so so obviously a gimmick. Yeah. Because she didn't. She we ended Which up. That would have we been were us. There. That would have been us. We were there when she ended up doing her audition yeah. and like came back and she didn't she get did a golden that. ticket. Yeah. Um. And then they made her literally go outside and, and go, do a next time. Woohoo! Woohoo! Ah, uh, yeah. uh, humiliating. Yeah. I would have been she- like. No, I'm not doing this. Yeah, she was so sweet, and she was such like a little sweetheart. She um, was like 13. <laughs> but so, so our producer, essentially, like I mean, clearly, y'all have been listening to KJMBB. Me and Brandon talk a lot, and kind of was just one of the things he was like, "Is why is it important for you to win American Idol?" And I talked about how I used to watch American Idol all the time as a young kid, and I would become so in love and enamored by these contestants. And I never saw an example of a gay person on the show. While, yes, there were gay contestants on every season of American Idol. 
they never said it. It was always the the songs they sang still were my girl, my girl. But wasn't Adam Lambert? Adam Lambert wasn't out when he was on American Idol. Are you sure? Can we fact I, check that? We can fact check it, but he what he never he might not have said I'm straight, but he any mention there was no talk ever of mm-hmm. his sexuality on the show. Um, so here I am with my partner. You can't. Hello, here's my me and my gay partner. Here we are to be on American Idol. We are gay, 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 gay. Um, and one of the things I said is like, why I want to do this is because I do want kids to see an example of someone who's happy, someone who really found happiness. Homosexuals. A homosexual who found happiness and who made a life as a singer and that you can do it too. You can do anything that you dream of. And it was really special to be there with Brandon in that moment because with everything we had gone through um, and they were asking us questions about, they're like, how's it feel to have been uh, fired yesterday? Now, also, mind you, we, at this point, we were there the day before, literally mm-hmm. all day into the night mm-hmm. late. So we were watching everyone's, everyone's interviews. interviews and everyone's little story times. And like, they'll have like auditiony, like they'll have the people auditioning be sitting in a chair mm-hmm. and then they'll have another person auditioning. They'll be like, okay, come in through that door and walk <laughs> in and then sit in the chair next to him and just start a conversation. Yeah. So this is funny because as performers, as actors you know i'm not an actor actor but i'm a dancer like i had to get on stage and brandon acted his ass off as performers it is funny to watch everyday people who like are also just singers like Mm -hmm. they're not every singer is an actor like because and kevin is a musical theater performer he went to the college for musical theater like you learn how to sing act and dance yeah not every singer is that way so it was funny to watch these singers who like do not know how to act and really have never probably been in front of a camera mm-hmm. period go like okay and they like trot in and they're like uh hey are you, are you nervous today <laughs> and then like the the producer will be like give me a little bit more like are you nervous today like <laughs> and so fast forward to now it's like our turn to do all of this stuff and like uh, honey, I'm on a movie set. You can, mm-hmm. I'm George fucking Clooney. You can watch me. <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, they're like, Brandon, ask Kevin what this means to him. And I'm like, Kevin, like, what does this mean for you? And Kevin, for Kevin, will, question, be, Kevin like, will respond. We need then, a producer for this podcast, honestly. And then the producer will, yeah, to shut you up. No, I'm trying no, to talk no, my no, boy. To get you to ask a question or two. You've been talking for 45 minutes right now. And the producer dude. will come in and be like, Brandon, could you give me that a little bit more sadder? And like, without even acknowledging him, I'd be like, Kevin, this must mean a lot to you, doesn't it? And like, the producer will be behind Kevin like, amazing and I'm sitting there like not breaking character while he's spitting notes at me so like mm-hmm. mind you every time they did this with a person auditioning and like their plus one or family mm-hmm. member this would take like what felt like hours uh-huh. because like they they just weren't giving what the pre- yeah. once again it's it's a it's a TV show. It's a TV show. Everything it's is scripted. Show. Everything is scripted. Produce there's not a real emotion Mm-mm randomly happening those no. people sitting in chairs just having conversations it's not real oh, they so- are being coached they are being <laughs> told what to do it is all and, an illusion yeah so to get in the chair with kevin and to have these two performers who have experience who have camera experience mm-hmm. um and just also acting experience they were just spitting stuff out left and right and we were like <gasps> and they were eating it up oh like, my god i'm doing this for the community we're like, yeah. I was like, he was like, tell, tell him, Brandon, tell him now how, what this means and how proud of you, how proud of him you'll be. And I was like, Kevin, you have to get out there and do this for us, our family. And then we like hug. And like, he would be like, now give him a hug. Give him a and we'd be like, be like <laughs> so it was like, when I, t- and so here's the real thing. At the end, of, so everyone has to do these interviews. Every single, every single every person, every single person, whether they're they're shown on TV or not. When I tell you, so by this this day, people don't care. Everyone's doing. Everyone's just like over it. While we were doing our interviews, every single person everyone in the holding like, room 
was like watching us to the point where like it was silent in the room and they were like can we get a little chatter in the room can we get like a like background background noise noise, please (laughs) because everyone was like dead ass just watching us because Um, we were putting on we're putting on a show honey I am electric in front of a camera I love when a camera is pulled out because I will give you a show and once again you Mm -hmm. are dealing with people who Despite being actors and performers, we also know about reality television. And we also know that all of this shit is fake. <laughs> so we're like, you damn yeah. right we're going to play into this. And, and- oh, all, all that to say, we also had more of an insight because um, we had almost – we had a reality TV crew film us and interview us before. So we also knew – what that feeling was like. None of this was like completely new to us in the way that it was for other people. Um, but it's also just not new, period, because yeah, I have camera I experience. Oh, that, you, do oh, not give do. Voldemort all of that credit. Helen knows the owner. Don't give Voldemort all that credit. True. You can give it for you, honey. But. Oh, true, 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 true. Um, wow, we're gonna do a, we're gonna have to do a part two because we're not even close to no, getting to Hollywood yet. Okay. So, oh, I didn't start this on time. This I started like ten minutes in. Well, what time is it? Five forty. Yeah, it's like five. We have like twenty minutes until an hour. I think. Okay. Um. So. So honestly, and so, so the producer was literally like, after we finished doing the interviews, they filmed us like outside on like the balcony, like hugging, and he came out and he was literally like crying and he was like, "I've been working on this show since the very beginning," and he was like, "Never." have I had a moment like this with any contestant before? He was like, I really, really want you to go all the way because I want the world to be able to see what y'all just did. And so that was even before we got into the room. I was like, oh, we got a producer rooting for us now. Um, (laughs) And the world saw none of it. You all saw none of it. It was magic. It was magic. It really was. It really was. I gave one the performance of a life, of my life. Yes. Of a life. And that was the first performance of a lifetime. Now let's get to going into the room. So it is now time for your audition. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that. Your group is called and they bring us downstairs now to like the actual audition holding area. Mm -hmm. Um which is like a floor. It's like decked out with like American Idol banners. There's a little section where Ryan Seacrest is doing all of his interviews. Let me tell you all, Ryan Seacrest is actually that short in real life. Like, (laughs) And he's also really handsome too. No, and oh my God, so handsome. Whoever his surgeon is, Uh like give me the number. He was so, he was so so handsome. And And also just like, also a little cocky son of a oh, bitch yeah. like but not like he didn't do anything bad no you could just tell he was he was actually really good at like um he wasn't somebody who like when the cameras were off he just like shut down he would be yes he was oh really yeah he wasn't with me you you weren't on the floor the entire time like mm. I was and I, I saw him walk back and forth from like mm. his little holding curtain uh, and he'd be like okay so we're gonna do this alright here on American Idol and I was like <laughs> work Ryan work you're Ryan. eating you're, really you're eating so I do my I get to flirt a little bit with Ryan Seacrest and um I get to go in an audition so there- now mind you sorry uh-huh. to cut you off before this in Kevin's group, what what number were you in the group? Seven. So, oh yeah. So literally, I was this. There was six people before me, and, and of the we six, had to listen to every, to single, every one single one because the audition, the door to the audition mm-hmm. room was kind of right where we yeah. were. You can even hear it. though it seemed like you had to go on like a journey to get there. Like it's oh, not yeah. like you, you walked right outside. In. Like you were outside. You had to quickly walk through um, a hundred meter sprint of thirty degree weather. Um, yeah, it was freezing, it was fucking freezing cold. cold. So that's the moment right before walking into the room. But we got to hear Summer Joy was the first girl, and she's like a powerhouse. We got to hear amazing to hear, singers, oh. and it was the most nerve-wracking thing because all you can think in your head, or all you start mm-hmm. doing is you start counting who got who got the golden ticket, and, and then you're like, "Fuck, I'm going to be the person in the group that doesn't get it because they can't, they couldn't they possibly give, give out that many in a row." They gave five out of the six people before me. Five of them got golden tickets, and so I was like, 
sweating. <sighs> a bitch, I was like, we were freaking out, shaking. I Brandon, like, I've never seen, Bra- I've never seen Brandon nervous for nothing. I in couldn't his life. talk to anyone. Like he, everyone he was, was trying to talk to me, and we like, I'm already very introverted, mm-hmm. like period, as a person. Everyone was trying to talk to me in this moment, and I just want to be like, shut the fuck up. I don't <laughs> care. I just want to listen. I just want this to go well. Like, and not even for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about me. I was like, this will destroy Kevin it if would've. he doesn't even it if would've. he doesn't at least get the golden. It ticket. would have. It would have. Oh, also, a whole other side note. This there was another good moment. So one of the top producers came up to me beforehand and was like, "Hey, Kevin." Sorry, I heard about your job. Sorry to hear you got fired. Just so you know, the judges have like a template of everything, and um, they don't know their their script doesn't say that you got fired. They're still planning. They they still suspect you are going to do the thing that you were supposed to do. So that also clued me in of talk about pressure. I know. So I was like, oh, work. So I have to go into here and like let them know that we're. I'm not doing the thing that they're expecting me to do. Um, Let them know this isn't the gimmick bit This isn't the gimmick anymore. You have to actually judge my singing. Which, so now I go into the room. I walk in and Katie and Luke are mid-discussion about uh, horses and farms. And I walk into the room and like no one's looking at me. And I'm like, ah, ah. And I was like, do I interrupt them? Do I be like, hey, queens? But this is all part of the illusion. Katie Perry mm-hmm. and Luke Bryan are conveniently having, having a, discussion a discussion about horses and farms because three cowboys are, are supposed, supposed to, to come run. into the room mm-hmm. and do a little cowboy gimmick dance yep. that ties into this, whatever the scripted conversation was. Exactly. So literally, I so we start talking and... Katie is giving me this look like, come on, you're supposed to dance. Like, um, so they start talking to me and they're like, we were just talking about Luke's farm. Have you ever been on a farm? And I was like, no, I've never been on a farm before. And they're like, you're from Nashville. How have you never been on a farm? And I was like, well, I'm originally from Philadelphia. And they're like, oh, that could explain it. What did you do for work? What was, what was your job? And I was like, oh, I was a... I was singing and dancing and performing every week. And Katie was like, oh, well, do you want to do a little dance for us now? And I was like, well, actually, I think I'm just going to... I would be like, no, bitch, I'm here to sing. <laughs> like, um, I was like, well, no, actually, today I'm just going to focus on singing for you all. Um, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Brandon, you're so distracted. Um, she was like, so I was like, I'm just going to sing for you all. And so I... Um, sorry. So... They, Sorry, everyone. I had to get up and walk around because I'm a dancer and I can't sit sitting still for too long. And Kevin's like, you're distracting me. Like, you're distracting me. me. Like, I literally I have attention problems. Well, be better. Go. All right. So they say, what are you going to be singing? And I'm like, I'm going to be singing Suspicious Minds by Elvis Presley. And I do a – the music starts playing and I slowly – I turn around the room and I take in every aspect of the room. I circle and I look. I look at the ceiling. I look at the backdrop behind me. I look at all the cameras. And I look at every single judge, all while the intro is playing. The music starts, and it truly felt like the most magical moment I ever had. Um, something completely took over me. And honestly, I can't remember much of the moment i just remember being swept away by the performance and i remember giving it everything that i have everything every word that i sang i was like we're caught in a trap i can't walk out because i love you too much baby all the lyrics meant something so deep and different to me and so at the very end of the song i'm belting my life away And I literally, I had my eyes closed and I like, just like took a moment with my eyes closed. And when I opened my eyes, I saw Lionel Richie standing and giving me a standing ovation. And truly everything wiped away from me. I truly felt in that moment, like you did it, Kevin, you did it. And everything they were talking to me after the fact, I was like, literally like just in shock. Um, so here's what the judges said. 
Lionel was like, I'm so glad you came in here and didn't do a gimmick. He was like, I'm so glad that you came in Which here. Which is what I had been I saying for weeks. He's like, I'm so glad you came in here and we got to see Kevin John. He said, I have heard that song a million times before, and I will never be able to hear it again without thinking of this performance. Which was such a major accomplish, uh, uh, compliment from a musical legend. Um, Katy Perry then it's like, baby boy, even your breaths deserve an Oscar. Or she said, even your breaths could win an Oscar. She was like, you are clearly um, no stranger to the dramatics. Um, and Luke was like, yeah, um, he was like, he was like, it was really great. He was like, but at one point you went from an eight to an 11 and you only had to go from an eight to an 8.5. And Katie was like, when you are on that teeter totter of pop and theatrical, she was like, just lean more to the pop and you're going to be so fine. Which as Kevin's biggest mm-hmm. and frankly only mm-hmm. critiquer mm-hmm. to listen and hit to his singing, I completely agreed yeah. with these notes from they, Luke and Katie. They were great they were notes. Spot on. Because I was, I gave it everything. Kevin I does had. this thing where he. In, especially in a situation where, like, you can't, he'll get too lost mm-hmm. in the music. And this was one of those moments where he just shouldn't have gotten that lost in the music. Mm-hmm. He needed to be a little bit more aware. Yeah. Just because of how high the stakes were. Yeah. Now, sure, in a world where he made it to live shows and, mm-hmm. like, he was, he made it. Yeah. Live your little life. <laughs> but these, I. As someone who, like, once again, I'm sitting out there and I'm already freaking out. I'm listening to him singing and I'm like, nope, I wouldn't have done that. Nope, you shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Okay, work. But and so mm-hmm. I'm already in my head like, fuck, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you really. And that's how I felt on the inside. Um, yeah, they, they compared me. They were like, your mixture of, like, Barry Gibb and Elton John and Sam Smith and... It, it was great feedback and great it was. critiques. And um, Lionel... So did you or did you not get the golden ticket? Lionel, Katie, and Luke all said yes. <gasps> and I got the golden ticket. I ran up and grabbed my golden ticket. Um, and then I ran out of the so room. So now, mind <laughs> you, before... Oh, and sorry, you go. Before you're like sitting in these like holding seats adjacent from mm-hmm. the door that is the audition room, so you can hear everything. Well, at this point that they're talking to Kevin, I've been picked up by production to now go talk to Ryan Seacrest mm-hmm. in a different area where Kevin is supposed to come out of, and mm-hmm. like we're awaiting him. And Ryan's just like creating small talk <laughs> with me. He's like, so you lost your job, right? Um, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah. Like, I'm not even trying to talk. I'm just like, where's Kevin? Like, please hurry. I'm so nervous. Please. And Kevin, did I didn't even see you walk through. It wasn't until you were, like, in the room. Mm-hmm. No, I walked right into the room. And I heard Ryan Seacrest say, oh, I see Orange coming. And I swung open the door. And I grabbed Brandon. And we held each other and just like shook. We were shaking and crying. I was like, thank God, thank God, thank God. I'm literally, the, uh, I'm, I'm so out of, dear American Idol, you didn't have to air anything of anybody. I wish you aired that moment. Just like even in a, in a clip of people running out and hugging each other. I wish I could see that moment between me and Brandon because it's truly one of my core memories. It was really a feeling of knowing like we're going to be okay. We can do this. I all because of a golden ticket. It really was it, the that moment I'd gotten fired from a performance job that had never happened to me before in my life. And it really made me be like am I not as amazing as I thought I was? Am I so disposable in now, that? mind you, for the viewer at home that knows nothing about this situation, yeah. we were fired from a performing job where 
the three of us that were fired were the, the only ones with performance yeah, experience. We were the, <laughs> like we were the professionals. Everyone else yeah. was not an actively working singer or dancer. Yeah. Like one other person is an actively working singer. Mm-hmm. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to you, other person. If you if you listen to this podcast, shout out to you. Um, but everyone else don't they don't take dance class. They don't take no. singing lessons. They're not writing. No, we were the only ones, and we were the ones fired. So but it should it I, was not a matter of our performance. But it my inner saboteur went there. Well, I don't know why. Okay, don't give. That I know, but that I came out of the room credit. and I was. I now know that I'm somebody who Lionel Richie had to stand on his feet to show his appreciation for me. I got to walk into that room and see how Katy Perry was looking at me and talking to me before I sang. And then I saw how she interacted and talked with me after I sang. And it was two totally, totally different versions of herself. Why? Because I know she was expecting someone to come in and be a gimmick. And then I did feel respect from her after my performance. There was one point where I locked eyes with her when I was singing and I kind of, I saw like a shift happen in her face. Also, mind you, she's the most beautiful like person that I've ever seen in real life. Like she doesn't look like a human being. She literally looks like a painting of Katy Perry. All three of them were beautiful and, um, (laughs) to look like that one day would be great um but yeah it was truly the most magical feeling in the world and then we had we were there still for like the whole day weren't we they kept us around we did some interviews and then we had to like sit in the holding room until like eight or nine that night no after your audition you got Mm -hmm. led to a separate room Uh where you did like an interview with a producer Uh uh-huh Because I remember us having... You had to stay. Oh, I you could got go. to leave. Because I, I remember we left and I, we called my mom. Gotcha. Because oh, like, you had to get home to Nashville. Yes. Oh, yes. Because the whole that was the whole thing. The whole thing was we were supposed to be staying in a hotel <laughs> provided by American Idol as a, like, contingency of, uh-huh. like, not risking being at a certain place on time Uh or like being at the audition on time. So they had hotels for everyone Mm -hmm. set up so that it was just everyone shuttled from the hotel together and everyone shuttled (laughs) back to the hotel. And I was like, I would just show up into the lobby of the hotel in the morning (laughs) to get picked up for the shuttle. (laughs) Um, but I was like, I ain't staying here. I'm going home. And so, uh, I was like, he made it. That's all I care about. (laughs) And I went home. I don't know what the rest of your day was. I was there for like probably a couple more hours before I finally got to go home and like call my mom, call my sisters, call Rachel, call your mom, call my dad. Um, Truly one of the most insane days of my life. Now, mind you, Kevin's mom was texting me the entire time. Like, what happened? update me and like she told me before the audition please update me as soon as you know anything so when kevin made it and i have 25 messages literally from her and i'm like are you gonna tell your mom and the the whole thing was they were saying you can't tell anyone yet Mm -hmm. like you have to wait until you leave or some shit to before you can tell anyone and i was like kevin you need to like text your mom because she's gonna like think horribly no i want to like call her i was like she's gonna think horribly of me like but it did work because then when I called her, I like acted all sad. Kevin called like, everyone sorry, and pretended Mom, like he it didn't was, like, get such it. Such a long day. Um, I'm just really feeling sad. Oh, what was that? I had no idea. Oh my god. Um, but it, it truly. We have right now the golden ticket is framed right over there. I still have it. I got to keep it. Um, next to your, next to his bowl of grapes that he <laughs> disposed. All that to say, that first audition was truly life-changing. And now I truly know I'm capable of anything. And I was the only one who was holding myself back. I was the only one keeping my dreams small. 
quote unquote unquote realistic now I know I can dream huge and dream big I know I'm going to be a Grammy winning artist I know I'm going to tour the world I know my music will be heard by millions of people I know this in my soul now and I didn't know that before American Idol I didn't need American Idol but those are some of the things that American Idol did teach me um so I think we should end it there yeah, for a part one yeah. of your American Idol journey. You got the golden ticket. Next up is Hollywood Week. Hollywood Week. Um, and that will be part two, which this part two will literally be out probably at the same time as this because we just have to go somewhere right now. And like, <laughs> we'll probably film part two tonight. Okay. Um, just because it's not, I don't think it's something that we have to like wait on. No. No, no, no. Um, but this is part one. So tune Thank in. Thank you for listening. Thank you we'll for listening, for and we'll see you for part two. Kevin John takes Hollywood. Takes Hollywood, baby. Did he make it to the live shows? Tune, tune in, in to find, find out, out on ABC this Sunday. Tune in to find out on KJ and BB Button. <laughs>